This is the Kitzer of Sicha Beis and Parshas Kairach in Chelik Yudches, page 196. The Rebbe begins in the story of Kairach, where Moshe and Aaron are arguing with Hashem when it comes to time when Hashem wants to punish them. Hashem says, I'm going to destroy all of them. So they argued back and said, If only one person sinned, so the will come and wipe out all of them. So what is the meaning of Rashi explains, means that Hashem is Yedeya Machshavis. He knows their thoughts, and therefore, you know exactly who sinned. There's only one person, Kairach, that sinned. And therefore, why is Hashem going to wipe out all of them? But the question that Rebbe asks here is, why is the Pasuk add the two words, L'chol Basar? Seems to be totally extra. Not only that, there's a Yerushalmi that says that the words L'chol Basar refers to Goyim. So over here, where Moshe and Aaron are talking to the Eivishter about this punishment that's going to come in Adas Kairach, Yidin, so why is Moshe Rabbeinu mentioning L'chol Basar, talking about Goyim? This would be a term that might be appropriate for Avram Avinu to use when he was arguing with Hashem regarding turning over the city of Zdaim, but not over here regarding the Adas Kairach. So the point that Rebbe explains here is the argument of Moshe and Aaron was based on the concept of Ashgacha Pratis. That because the Eivishter looks very specifically with Ashgacha Pratis to see exactly what it is that they did, so therefore Hashem should see the distinction between Kairach and the rest of the congregation. And the distinction is because Rashi uses two expressions. And Rashi says that there's a melech basav adam shesar chad of mikzas yedei medina eni yedei miachaita lefichach kashul kayas nifra mikulam. So what Rashi here is saying is that there's a sirchain. Everybody committed an offense, but who's the one that's really rebelling? There's only one person. Here, Kairach is really the one that was rebelling. The rest of the Yidin were just persuaded by him. He convinced them that he's there fighting for them. And he's really the cause of all the trouble. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, that there should be a huge distinction between Kairach and the rest of the people. And the Eivish Shabash, Gochoprotis, should see this difference. Rashi here specifically uses the term Yedeya. That the Moshe Rabbeinu argued that Hashem knows Yedeya Machshavis, Yedeya Miachaita, although many times in Chazal, the usual expression is, Yedua means it's known, not Yedeya, he knows. So the, the difference is that Yedua refers to the Eivishter's knowledge in his reality. The Eivishter, Kaviyochel by him, without coming down, without looking with a tzimtzum and being involved in the Metzias of the world, in his reality, the Eivishter B'derech Memele knows kol prato prato of everything that's going on in the world. However, the Eivishter remains removed. And the significance of the Pratim are not Teufus Mokim, and there's no Schar Vainish over here. That's the concept of Goli Yudua. Whereas Yedea refers to a level of Yedea where the Abishta comes down and is mislabish and is occupying himself to see what's happening in this reality here in the world, where there's a significance to the various levels of what's going on, and where there's a Pagam, it, it, it's Teufus Mokim, and there's a Schar Vainish. That's the argument of Moshe and Aaron over here regarding these people that the Ebesha should look and see who deserves the punishment and who does not and to see specifically where there's a Sirchaim and where there's a Chayta, who's the real one that's rebelling. But the question is, is this Taina of Moshe Rabbeinu true according to the opinion of the Rambam? Because the Rambam tells us that Ashkoch HaPratis of the Ebesha is only on Min Adam, only on a human being, not on the rest of creation, on Doimim Tzimei Achai. And even in Min Adam, it depends on the dveikas of a person. And therefore, a shayim, 
that have no dveikas, that are not, that they cut themselves off from Hashem totally. So Hashem leaves them to be mufkel mikra. Hashem cuts them off and allows them to become vulnerable to the ways of nature. As you see in the Pasik, it says, Vistati Ponemihem, Motsauhu, Rois, Rabbis, and so on. It says, Mitsauhu, that Hashem allows anything to befall upon them, being vulnerable to the ways of nature. There's no Ashgach Protest on Rishayim. If so, over here regarding this Adas Kairach, Rishayim, there is no Ashgach protest. Hashem allows things to happen to them. Although, we do see over here that Hashem is specifically paying attention and the Oynish here is not coming B'derech Mikra. This is an Oynish that's coming Mumayla. The Ebesh is creating the opening of the ground to punish them. But nevertheless, the standard of how Hashem judges people that are Rishayim is the same the way Hashem judges to animals. And here the Rambam uses the expression Kalahargam, that it's a very low standard, and therefore the same standard should apply over here regarding these Rishayim, that the regular Ashkacha protest doesn't apply to them. So according to the Rambam, what was the basis of Moshe and Aaron's Taina, that even for Rishayim, there should be the Ashkacha protest, that the Ebeshu should see who exactly is the real sinner here. But the answer is, because simply it would seem that the Rambam's opinion does not go along with the opinion of the, of the Baal Shem Tev that says that there's Ashkacha Pratis and every single thing in the world, including Daimim Tzemeach and Chai. However, the Mittler Rebbe explains that the Rambam's opinion is not a contradiction to what the Baal Shem Tev teaches us. Because the Rambam is saying that regarding the open Hashgacha Pnimis of the Eibishter that comes in a way that you can see the Eibishter's Ashgacha, that depends on the Dveikus of the person. And that does not exist by Daimim Tzemeach and Chai. But which means the Ashgacha Pratis of the Ebishter, but enclosed in nature, that kind of Ashgacha Pratis, even the Rambam agrees, exists in all of creation, including Rishayim. And we see this in the language of the Pasuk, when it says, rabis, it doesn't say that Hashem is Mesalik himself, he removes himself. It just says, that Hashem conceals himself. And this itself, that it seems like, that a person is vulnerable to nature, is in itself Hashem orchestrating this and allowing you to think that this is what's happening. So therefore, this is really what Moshe and Adam are arguing today, Bishter. That although this, these people are a shayim, and seemingly they cut themselves off, and therefore there is no Ashkach HaPratis for them, like the opinion of the Rambam. But nevertheless, because the truth is that even for Goyim, and Rishayim, there is the Ashkach HaPratis of the Eibishter, although it's enclosed in nature, but there is Ashkach HaPratis, so therefore they were arguing and saying that based on that Ashkach HaPratis, Hashem is Yedeya Machshavis and sees specifically exactly who's the sinner and who didn't, and therefore Hashem should see and make a distinction between Kairach and the rest of the congregation. That's the emphasis of Kol Basar. But here, there's another very important point. It would seem, according to this, that Ashkach HaPratis for Yidin and Lahabdul Goyim, and that's Yidin that are the Shayim, and Goyim is on the same level, where there's Ashkach HaPratis that comes through the ways of nature, and it's not an open and direct Ashkach HaPratis. But it's not true. The Ashkach HaPratis, there's a fundamental difference between the Ashkach HaPratis by Yidin and by uh, Yidin Rishayim, that is, and Lahabdul Goyim. By Goyim, the source of their Chayis of Deibishter comes from the level of Lakim, from Teva. And therefore, they are under the laws of nature. They're part of the Metzius of the world that comes from Shem Elikim. Whereas Yidin, every Yid is connected to Shem Avaya. And therefore, in essence, for every single Yid, regardless of who he is and what level he's on, Benkach, Benkach, Bonai, Heim, these are the Abish's children, these are Yidin, Yisrael, Amkreivoy, Yidin are always connected to Shem Avaya. So in truth, Tashkach HaPratis by a Yid, regarding, uh, regardless of what level he's on, it always comes from Shem Avaya. The only difference is, there are those tzaddikim that the Ashkach HaPratis comes openly and clearly from Shem Avaya. The Ashkach HaPratis by Rishayim comes from Shem Avaya, 
but it gets enclosed into the ways of nature. There's a levush of nature that covers over the Shema Vaya, but the Ashgach is still from Shema Vaya. And therefore, if you analyze and look deeply, you will come to see the ways of, the, of, of Hashem and the hand of Hashem, even regarding the Shayim. And this is really the only way we could explain the purpose of what the Pasuk says before, that when Yidin need to do tshuva, so what does David should do? He started Ponemem and Rabbis, the David should bring these punishments upon Yidin. So simply, you would think and ask, wait a minute, the whole point there is to awaken a Yid to tshuva. So what does David should do? He allows them to be vulnerable to the ways of nature. Now Yid thinks that Hashem is not doing anything anymore for me. And I'm not connected anymore. How is that going to awaken him to do tshuva? The answer is because no, the Ashkocha Pratis here by a, by a Yid, even in this situation, still exists. And really, the Eibishter is still in this Ashkocha Pratis, not like by a guy that he's thrown on the nature. And therefore, the Yid will come to see and notice what the Eibishter is doing to him, and it will bring him to tshuva. And it goes even deeper. Adarabha, Dafke in this matzav, where the open level of Ashkocha Pratis to the Koychas HaGuluyim are not there anymore, the deeper essential connection of a Yid to Hashem, the very essence of what the Yid is, that's what really comes out now. Because that's the only reason why the Yid still remains connected in, in this place and on this level. And this is the tshuva of Rishayim that's even deeper than the tshuva of Tzadikim. A Russia, when he does tshuva, so it touches his very core because he was so far, his whole identity was awakened and therefore it transforms him completely. Whereas by a Tzadik, the, the tshuva just brings him to a certain shleimus. It doesn't touch him so deeply. So here, we could now also understand the deeper meaning of Hashem's response to the argument of Moshe and Aaron, where the Ebishter says, Yafa Marta, Ebishter answers and adds a detail that they didn't even ask for. Not only do I know, but I let know. I'll make it known who is the sinner and who's not. Maidia means that by Yidin, even regarding the Shoyim, the Ashkachapratis of the Ebishter is going to be open. They'll be able to see it. My dear, the Ebishter says, because these are my children, these are Yisrael, I'm Karevoy, so therefore the Ashgacha Pratis of the Ebishter is still a Pnimi, is the Ashgacha Pratis, and it's open even regarding this people. That's why the Ebishter adds over here this word, my dear.